Hey everyone, welcome to the Big Fitness Show. This is episode number three, Home Gym versus Garage Gym. I'm your host, Big Stevie Cole. I hate even saying that. I wish that sounds so bad to say. Like Big Stevie Cole is the third person, but we call it the Big Fitness Show because I've been known as Big Stevie Cole and joining me as he does every single week is Big Mike Barron's. Uh, you're feeling a little bit better now, huh, man? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, I no, am. Stop I with the sir. You got to stop with the sir. You got to stop right now, with the, please. And I'm not the draw. We talked about it off air. Uh, yeah, man. I, yeah, brother. <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit better, but I still got a little bit in my throat. So um, I'm excited to talk today. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, uh, I'm Big Mike Barons. I don't mind saying it. I'll say Big Big Mike. People get to know me that way. It's, it's all about branding, dude. So we can we can run with it. The big what is it? Hey, you big. know what? There's probably going to be a question from people out there. What What are your... um? What are your specs, or as we say in the tech world, dimensions? What are your, you know, how small are you, how much you weigh, all that stuff. I've done way too many fitness reviews that have to do with dimensions and everything, but sure. uh, what what are your stats? My stats are legitimately, I am six foot five inches tall, and I weigh uh, right now between 275 and 280. So I am literally big Mike Barons for sure. Okay. And I, and people have called me that for years. Well, here's an interesting fact. I used to be six three and a quarter, and now that I'm fifty one, okay. I'm six two. <laughs> yes, and I weigh two hundred and fifteen pounds, which makes parts of me big that I don't want to be big. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, so when you compare, that's why you are truly big, Mike Barons, and I try to avoid the uh, the moniker. But branding is important. That's why we call it the Big Fitness Show. And mm -hmm. uh, this week, I, I jinxed myself when I called episode three home gym versus garage gym, because this week for garage gym owners, at least if I, I, I know you're going to get on me about it, but it's been very cold here in Florida. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You live in the Midwest. So you're like already kind of smirking at me about it if you're watching <laughs> this. And we've had quite a week uh, of ups and downs with temperature and then certain things maintenance wise with the garage gym. So I'm very interested to share with the audience and share with each other our backgrounds and what we had previous to our current uh, gym setups. And this could hopefully help a lot of people. Um, space is always limited for everybody that I know out there, budget and also just the environment. And then the little things I think people don't think about, especially I live in an apartment now, but I used to live in an apartment that was not quite as accessible as this one is. So. There's a lot of things people need to consider about delivery and what people do and don't do, and we can get into it. So um, sure. it's definitely an interesting thing. It sounds like it might be the same thing, but I know you and I mm -hmm. say they're two totally different types of um, workflows and things you need to do when you have a home and or a garage gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you got to figure out what's going to work best in your space. The home gym, I can't say that I've technically ever had a home gym, but it was kind of a home gym uh, slash garage gym, you know, like, so I kind of bled the lines there of what it was um, in my, my old house. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a difference in the two and what you do, what you can do, what you can't do, uh, what you have space for and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to talk about it and hear how your week was and why you drink yourself. I'm curious. <laughs> I, I did a, it's a first world problem. It's not, it's not like a, it's not like a big struggle. Like most people are going through today. So I'm not, I know I have perspective, but how, how do you want to handle this? By the way, do you want to do like maybe the, the pros 
and cons of one and start out with that, uh, you know, or home or garage gym. And then we can maybe home gym would be better because you kind of have one. I had one where we turned the entire apartment into a home gym. And now we both have dedicated garage gym spaces and our living quarters are separate. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's, so I, yep, so that's I, what we had. <laughs> so I think, I think pros and cons of the home gym and, and specifically if you're talking about, obviously we're going to go into maybe subcategories because there's apartments and condos, there's being on certain floors of these apartments and condos where you're going to have to think about a lot of stuff and limit yourself if you're not on something like, say, the ground floor where there's concrete underneath where you live, like we did. We moved sure. to a ground floor. So, yeah, let's start with the pros and the cons of the home gym uh, environment and what you can expect if that's what you want to do. And I guess to start it off, Mike, big Mike, sorry, 6'5", <laughs> uh, medium size, medium Stevie Cole. That's what I'll call myself. There you go. <laughs> so I think the classic home gym Unless you have an awesome wife like mine that wants to turn the entire apartment in the home gym and just go go big or go home, it's usually going to be a room like I'm in right now or maybe you're in where it's the spare bedroom, the guest bedroom or something that is considered to be an unused bedroom is usually the first thing people will turn into that gym space. At least that's what I've seen. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, having an extra spare bedroom or where you can find it, put a treadmill and things like that, that's definitely the case. Uh, for most people with my, you know, with mine, I turned, see, this is why I say like, it's, it was, it was kind of a, a technically both because it was a garage, but I turned the garage into a living space. So I sealed it completely up. So it was technically an extra room in the house. And then I made the gym part of that. Right. So it was just the extra room in the house. And I think that's, what's the default for everybody is, oh, well, we got this little extra space here. or We got this corner over here that we can uh, section off for our little home gym area. Yeah. And it, there is definitely uh, products out there. Like, and I know we're going to do old school versus new school. There's going to be a lot of different categories that we, we kind of do comparisons and hopefully, hopefully help people make a decision what they're going to do. Like we have a tempo studio out there that's in the corner of the living room, dining room area. That could technically be your whole gym right there. The, the, the sure. plates are inside the barbell and the dumbbell handles are behind it. It's a very, it's very cool technology, very cool footprint. And you need only like a six by six area for the um, 3d camera to work. So it can correct your form and track your reps. So that could be your home gym. So we're not saying like, but the more standard, I guess, you know, way people go is converting the whole thing and trying to add as many pieces to fill the space. So, but you had a, you had a garage that you finished off. This is interesting. And this is like, I guess we're not accountants, but there is a tax thing with when you finish off an area and then you make it climate controlled, you get reassessed on taxes and your taxes could go up on property if you finish that room. Did you did you finish it and have it climate controlled? Well, yeah, technically, technically speaking, I did, but it wasn't permanent. So it didn't have to get reassessed or anything. I, I was like gonna that. remind you that they're hiring eighty seven thousand IRS agents. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just this, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it's you know, like that it was my old house, so it doesn't matter anymore. It's not at my new house. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a permanent thing. It was just I just kind of closed up the garage um and put like a fake wall in front of the garage door. So it looked like it was permanent. You know, it was actually this 
this wood for people watching this is this wood right here is just paneling that's on the on the over the drywall and i took that exact same piece of paneling and put it over the garage door and so the room looked semi-finished but it was still basically a garage it just had this fake wall in front of it that you could take down in no time in case of emergency or or anything like that so it wasn't a finished room but i i had a space heater in there so it was climate control that i could keep it at 65 70 degrees whatever i needed it to be in the winter time um i didn't have air conditioning in there though so by in the summer it was hot hot <laughs> i i like that though i like it you know being 100 degrees or whatever that's also sure. another thing that people need <laughs> need to consider uh when we're going to talk about the home gym maybe in the cons category for sure uh what we did was we had the second bedroom we had a two bedroom one bath apartment in georgia and uh, I was trying to expand in the home gym business because it was the next logical thing from the band programs, you know, and obviously I wanted to, I always dreamt of having my own home gym. And, and you know what, from a content creation standpoint, it was hard. I don't know if you've ever done this, but, you know, I used to have a Planet Fitness membership and then there, we had an apartment complex gym and I would go and try and film and do demos for the band program and other things and and try to do the things that we're doing now, like sharing things on social media or doing YouTube reviews. And dude, it, when you're trying to do that, if you pull a camera out, even a phone, and you put it on a tripod or you do anything, it almost stops the gym. And, and there's always going to be somebody that's complaining. And even if there's not, you're so distracted for it to happen, you're anticipating. So you're kind of trying to rush through what you're doing and it's not organic and it ends up kind of sucking. So my wife had said, well, we should have a home gym then, then that would be great. And then you can make all the videos you want for the band program while you're doing gym equipment. So I started reaching out to companies and then Force USA was uh, one of the first ones because they had a modular power rack that had like a hundred different configurations. And I'm like, that's so cool. So I can make like 10, 15, 20 videos off that. So that was the first piece in the second bedroom. Then they offered an all-in-one trainer, which is the one with the Smith machine power rack and the weight stacks, but it wouldn't fit in there. And and with one we had our apartment gym, and I'll get to the cons of that when we get to it, because there's a lot of cons when you're when you're living in a condensed thing. You're you're in a single family, but if you have people around you, there's considerations. So when that started to grow, my wife said, because I, I go, I, I'll get rid of this. I'll bring the other one in. She goes, no, no, keep that. We're going to convert the entire living room, sunroom, part of the dining room into the home gym. And then this second bedroom will turn into the living room, which turned out to look really nice. We liked it. It was nice and cozy. But, you know, if my wife never did that, my business would not be where it's at today. So we benefited sure. from the most, but people aren't going to do that. So the second bedroom thing is usually what people do, but there are space considerations. There's also the uh, doorway for certain pieces of equipment, even if they're unassembled. And then I'll get right to the cons first. The con, the biggest con for me is I sweat like a pig. So you said you like, uh, you know, talking about heat and stuff, but when you sure. sweat, and at least in my home gym, when we sweat like that, and even though having rubber mats, which by the way were on was over a rug, so it looked like it looked like crap there too. And 
you just, when you sweat that much or you have that gym atmosphere and it's in a living space that's connected to everything else you live in, it, it tends to like the maintenance can be very, very um, frustrating because it never fully gets clean in that area. Does that make sense sure. to you? Oh yeah. It makes total sense. I mean, if you're sweating like crazy, it's going to be, there's going to be a, and there's going to be a stench to it. That's going to just have a certain, a certain smell and the, in the rubber mats that are there and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the, the home gym piece of it, I mean, your home gym at your old place was, was awesome. Like to have that in a home, super freaking cool, but yeah, I can imagine that there's definitely some maintenance that comes with it of, uh, you know, the keeping it clean if you're sweating like crazy and just, making sure that you are uh staying on top of that would be a definite con with having that in the home you know yeah. for sure i think that's a con all around if you're going to own your own gym whether it's a home a garage wherever it's at when you have mm. gym equipment you don't think you might wipe the one bench you have down at planet fitness or kind of just wipe as you go but there's so much more maintenance dust just attaches itself to all nooks and crannies on the equipment you're never going to be able to get it all, but you have to stay on top of it. And it's almost like you have to be your own, obviously gym owner, but also your own janitor at the same time to schedule cleaning or sometimes do daily cleaning immediately after a workout. Like in my case, I'm going to have to steam clean. I'm going to have to wipe it down because I'm sweating. It's literally going all over the place. And I have to make sure that everything is clean because it's just, you know, it's going to smell like the gym in Rocky after a while. Right. Which it did anyway. <laughs> it did anyway. I don't think there's any way around it. You know, gyms are, they just have a certain stench to them, but it's, um, the, the maintenance is definitely a, a big con in the, the idea of having a home gym. I mean, there's a lot of trade offs to that, but the, I guess if you just get in a routine of cleaning your home and when you clean your home, you clean your gym too, or, you know, just do a deep clean once in a while or when you're purchasing the home gym equipment purchase the home gym cleaning stuff too so that you it makes it easy kind of like the gym you know when you go to a planet fitness or something like that they have the little spray bottle and the paper towels wipe it down you can navigate the cleaning that way so it's not it doesn't have to be so bad but it's definitely a huge con uh for me because i don't love cleaning in the gym <laughs> for yeah, sure there's a diffuser uh we stayed at we used to when we traveled, my wife and I, we would stay at a Hilton because they had an excellent gym usually. And that's the most important thing. The bed doesn't matter. None of that stuff. You didn't right. need to have a good gym at the hotel, but it, it, it saved us from having to drive and find one and do all that stuff. Uh, they, their rooms in the entire lobby smelled great. So my wife had asked the uh, manager when we were checking out one time, like, what is that? And it obviously it's a super expensive thing that goes through the HVAC in every room but it's based on something, or there's a generic version called Volcano. And we have it in here in the apartment, but it will, you know, make it smell like a high-end hotel, which is super cool. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It even penetrates my sweat. So it's a good, <laughs> it's a good diffuser. Yeah. Uh, but that might be something that like, even in the garage gym, we might put one of those Volcano things in both of them to just keep it from smelling like, uh -huh. like a garage that's been worked on. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So what are some of the other cons that you find in the, in a home gym space? Well, I mean, you've got more, you've got way more experience with yeah. the home gym piece of this. So what were other, some of the other, I have one that I can share, but what are some of the other cons that you've found in the home gym space? Well, I think this all depends on where you live. 
uh, and where you're situated, say in an apartment, com let's just talk about apartment complexes and condos. Um, and for people that might not even remember, like, of course, you're not going to like lug a Force USA G15 or an Inspire FT2 with the weight stacks up 15 floors to the condo. But some people might think that's possible. But I, I would never take the chance on anything that doesn't have concrete underneath it in an apartment and a condo, even a townhome or or any home for that matter. I would not put anything up on the second floor and trust the subfloor to handle a thousand, a 992 or a thousand pound all-in-one trainer, plates on top of it, you lifting, you walking around, maybe you put a treadmill in there. It's another 300 pounds, all these different things. So, you know, before you even figure out if you can get it into the place, you have to have a structural engineer check the floors, especially sure. if you're putting it up on the second floor. That's a, that's a big deal. And it's almost like goes without saying, but some people trust the structural integrity of their, of their home or their apartment a little bit too much. And if you step in an apartment floor, like our old one, you hear the creak, like our, we thought we were going to go through before we even put like anything in there. Um, sure. And we had actually moved. We locked out because when it came time to, to expand and actually do gym equipment, um, we, we had the unit right below us uh, vacate. So we did a transfer fee and all that stuff and moved all our stuff downstairs into the ground floor, which had concrete under the, uh, nice. under the rug. So it wasn't the greatest for my knees walking around, but when we worked out, we didn't have to worry about visiting our neighbors downstairs. The other, sure. the other huge con getting back to the beginning, talking about access, we didn't have, we were, we were kind of situated and isolated where you would really have to know our unit was there to find us, which was great. I liked the privacy, but every company that ever delivered would deliver up on the sidewalk. Cause most companies, some will mm. uh, bring the truck, bring the, the pallet into your garage. If it's like right there and they're backing it up, sure. but most won't even do that. If you, if they'll bring it to the driveway, I don't know if you've experienced this. They bring it to the driveway or the, or the uh, curbside and they just leave it. Now yep. you have to open up, like say a coffin box and transport each piece uh, back sure. and forth. Here's a funny wrestling story. I, I try to tell one, one, a show I had worked uh WrestleCon in new Orleans. Uh, I think it was 2017 or something like that. And Billy Gunn threw me out of the ring through the middle rope. It wasn't his fault. Just one of those weird things where I couldn't grab the rope as I was going out. And I literally landed on my right hip and lower back on the floor. You know, I went through and then just dropped. You saw me disappear. Yeah. And that that's why I have this back injury that's so like inflamed all the time. Uh, when I flew home and I landed in Atlanta, I got the call from the freight company saying they were an hour away and they were going to deliver. <laughs> I was like, oh God. So damn it, Billy. <laughs> yeah. So they dropped the Force USA G6, which weighs a thousand pounds, has sure. 257 pound weight stacks on each one. And of course, the cross beams, all that stuff in a coffin box. I have five uneven steps from the curve curb to go down. I have a courtyard to go across. I make a right. I have seven more uneven, like short ones that had a long one that a landing, like so uneven. And they were dropping off 22 
gym floor tiles that that I ordered. So my I I got home the truck. I was like, all right, I'm gonna lay down for a few minutes because the truck's gonna be here. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep before I even put my <laughs> my rolling bag down. I'm like, oh God. I said, here we go. I took my weight belt and I tightened it as much as I could. <laughs> so I did couldn't really breathe. And I just slapped that on and do my face was turning purple after a few try I had to loosen it. It was 80 trips to get it into the main living area before we even started assembling. 80 trips, 61, 60, 60, actually, I'm sorry, 82 trips, 60 trips for the thing because the coffin box, he wouldn't bring sure. it to the door. So we had to open up the coffin box and take each piece out of the coffin box and bring it over there. And then the floor tiles, which are like, no, they're not bad, dude. Those floor tiles weighed about 20, maybe 25 pounds a piece and they're flapping all over. I got it over my head. I got the little rubber things. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm bleeding oil. So, so that was like in every piece that got delivered. And of course, when we go in the door, we have a, it's, it's good here because it's straight on and the doors sure. are wider here. Um, when we go straight through, there's a wall with the laundry room, like right there, you got to turn immediately left. So all these cross beams, we're trying to do all this, mm. this, yeah, we're trying to do all these little, little contortion things with the thing to get it in. But this is something with living in an apartment, especially, you know, being grateful for being on ground floor or street level or whatever, but there's still going to be some kind of clunkiness to getting that equipment in there. And then when you go to move out, you got to do it all over again. So right. that's why I just donated it to to my friends that had and they want to come pick it up we'll take it apart you take it out to the truck and and get out and get it out of here because i'm not i'm not holding on to it you know but uh yeah that was a big deal and then you know that's that's really a big deal when you have a home gym in the home uh that you're gonna have to think about access points how to get it in and out assembling it um and then of course when you move getting it all taken apart and then trying to get it out back out the door. Cause you're, you're yeah. are you really going to be, you know, it's a little thing, Mike, but people don't realize like, you're like, okay, well I'll just break it down, but I'll keep most of it together on the, the beams and the crossbars right. and everything. And just, no, no. If, if you had what we had, you're breaking that thing down to like square one, which sucks. Sure. So sure. that would be the biggest con with having an apartment or a condo gym. So not so much yeah. a home gym, but it was very clunky, but of course it, it launched my business, my affiliate business, all sure. that stuff. So it was absolutely worth it. Um, and that was everything cardio wise, strength wise, all that stuff. It, it was just really a pain in the butt to be able to get that stuff into there. And I would, I would, I would do that on my review videos. So when people watch the review videos, that are from that apartment gym, I B roll, like I'll show, I'll, I'll find a clip and send it to you. Cause you're like, oh my God, like those, yeah. none of the steps are, are, none of the steps are symmetrical at all. They're all different, sure. different drops, different height, different length between them. It was, it was quite the maze to go through, <laughs> especially with a broken back. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, uh, I know a little bit about what you're talking about when it comes, cause even, even if you don't have the steps to finagle with, you know, like it's the equipment that you're buying, if like you had a new piece of equipment that all came in pieces that you had to put together, 
a lot of times people will go pick up a used piece of equipment or they'll go find, uh, you know, something that's already assembled and you don't know, number one, you don't have the instructions to then reassemble it. So you don't know how to take it apart. You don't know where to start when it comes to taking apart, what can come apart, what can't come apart. So then you try to get it in the house in one piece. I can remember, uh, my wife wanted an elliptical. This is a few years ago and she wanted an elliptical. I hate ellipticals cause I'm just being a big guy. Like, you know how it is. Like I just, the ellipticals never felt like they fit me. Right. And I've never had a big professional elliptical. It's always been the cheaper models that are made for an average size person. So I just have always, always hated them. Um, but she wanted one and we got, we got, we found one on, uh, Facebook marketplace or something like that and picked it up and I brought it home and getting it in the house was such a pain because in most, most places, like we lived in a, a duplex. So we were, it was one floor duplex and, um, we didn't have anybody, but there was nobody above us or anything like that. We just, we had a neighbor. So the house was split and, um, coming in the front door was no problem because the front door of most houses are usually wider than interior doors. And that's something most people don't even realize is that you can get it in the front door, but can you get it in the door that you need to get it into to get it in the room you want? Or can you then, I had the biggest problem for me was making the corner to get it into the space and having to get it around the corner with all the things there. And then the garage that I turned into kind of a pseudo living area had just a little bit of a step down. Oh. Not that big a deal, but when <laughs> but when you're trying to bring it down, there was just a little bit of a step, it, it with an elliptical, and it's obnoxious and it doesn't really fit in the door. And anyway, so like those are that to me, that's a huge con is just trying to navigate the space that you have because you don't even think about it. Like you just, especially with used pieces of equipment, and then trying to get it out, moving it around. They're limited on the space because of it. And it's, yeah, that I totally understand. Not nearly as bad as what you had to go through with your broken back, but, uh, dude, yes, that is a huge, huge issue when it comes to having a home gym space and something that everybody should consider when looking at that equipment, like make sure you get measurements. If you're buying a used piece of equipment, make sure you measure the width of it so that it'll fit through the door into the space that you want. Make sure that you're measuring the length and that it's going to be able to hold it and and you'll have the space for it and what it's actually going to look like in the space. Cause as, as much as you think it'll fit in that area, just wait till you get it in the area and then you'll see. <laughs> yeah. Famous last words, <laughs> <laughs> but I can see why, like, you know, I, when we were talking about the episode and doing this and I was like looking back at that and then seeing what it looked like and what it, kind of like trying to, to to relive everything but the broken back. I was trying to relive everything I could. I was like, this is why Tempo, Nordic Track Vault, the Tonal, these these are perfect products if you don't want the guesswork of getting it through the door, of setting it up, sure. very minimal assembly at all. The Tempo doesn't even need to be really assembled. It's just that easel type thing. Yeah, it's there's there's something to it, but that's why the market exists. So if you're listening or watching and you have an apartment that you're not sure about the access or anything like that, or it's just very small, or you're in a high-rise condo, especially a high-rise condo, it's going to have to be the Tempo, the Tonal, or the North, excuse me, Nordic Track Vault. And I would even err to say probably the Tempo because 
you're still adding weight, moving weight, touching the floor with weight if you don't have the the tonal cable system. So, you know, I'm not right. a big proponent. Like I said, we're going to have an episode on pros and cons of old school versus new school. But in that case, it's it's definitely the lesser of two evils. And if I didn't have a fitness business where I'm reviewing stuff, um, I think that tempo would be enough for me. If I didn't ever want sure. to go to a gym again, it's free weights, it's follow along, form correction, uh, AI type stuff and, and total volume, lots of, lots of like geeky stat stuff. I have to get you on the FaceTime one time, or we'll do an episode where I'm taking you through it and B-roll. It's just a yeah. fascinating piece of equipment. I mean, it's cool. It's not cheap, sure. but, um, that, that's what I would say. And, you know, just repeating what I said before, any space that you have, so when we had the apartment and we were able to go to the ground floor and we were able to get equipment and that whole thing about I turned my entire apartment into a home gym became not not so much viral, but people thought that was such a novelty. Like, this is a dude that turned right. into this. How did his wife let him do that? And this and that was the biggest question <laughs> of all. And I'm like, dude, it was her idea. It was, I, I fought it. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to take over your entire apartment. She goes, no, yeah. no, no, we're going to make this work and go all the way with it. Oh, side note, by the way, I think I told you, my wife is actually uh, starting her own fitness content. Oh, really? I didn't she know is. that. She is. And, and awesome. her thing is, like, I looked at my demographics uh, on the YouTube channel, like 83% male, 17% female. And I told her, you have a market for that. So even if you're going to do the same equipment reviews that I'm doing, but you do them yourself, or if we do them together on some stuff, you you can definitely appeal to uh, you know female audience with that and she's she's plant based so it's a completely different thing than what yeah. we're doing and everything so it's yeah we're going to do whatever we can to help her retreat maybe her awesome. and, her and uh, your wife and me and you can be on the <laughs> valentine's day episode we can get them on here <laughs> i love that that would be great i think my wife would totally be down for that that would be awesome. <laughs> My wife's pretty shy, but I said, well, if you want a YouTube channel, you're going to have to be like in front of the camera. So, you know, but she's yeah, getting better. Show a little bit. She's getting better and she's an inspiration to me. She, you know, I want to support her every bit as much as she supported me with that. So we'll, we'll awesome. plug her channel and upcoming things when she's, when she allows it. She don't, she's not allowing, <laughs> me, she's not allowing me to do that right now. Um, so that's about, I mean, that's probably the biggest cons I would say for home. Well, I got one more. Go ahead. I'll back to you. Not, 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 this isn't a con for everybody, but for me, this is a huge, huge issue for a home gym. Ceiling height. When you're 6'5 and you try to do an overhead press, you can't go anywhere with the bar or you can't go anywhere with the dumbbells because the dumbbells are hitting the ceiling. So now for most people, might not be an issue. But if you have, if you're six foot tall or greater, like, Think about the ceiling height in the home gym and, and some definitely in a basement. If you try to put your, your home gym in your basement, most basements, if you're in an older home are eight foot or less because they have duct worked and or drop ceilings or all that kind of stuff in a basement, if it's even finished. And so you have to consider that I've been in some, some homes where someone had a, a full system. Like you had, it wasn't a force USA, uh, squat rack or anything like that but they had a squat rack and there was literally no room at the top for for any breathing space at all and i'm just like man this guy's got to be five foot tall because there's no way he can do anything down here 
but maybe he just doesn't do overhead overhead presses and things. So if you're somebody in a home gym that likes to do overhead presses, if you do any type of Olympic movements with uh, cleans and jerks and snatches and things like that, home gyms, granted the floor is probably a big reason why you can't do that too, but also the ceiling height is a huge thing. When I was in my at my old house, I constantly, the gym, the the ceiling I was in was in the garage, but it was a smaller home. So the garage, the ceiling was eight foot, three inches high. The typical home is eight foot high. So I had an extra three inches to play, but <laughs> you knew exactly where I stood when I did shoulder presses because I would do strict military shoulder presses and there was divots in the ceiling <laughs> yeah. every time the plates hit the, hit the ceiling <laughs> no it, it was so it a that's pop, a huge got to was it a popcorn ceiling or a regular ceiling just a regular flat i mean it wasn't finished it was just a flat uh, uh flat drywall ceiling and i definitely made my divots in the ceiling multiple times from it that's an excellent point that's one i forgot to mention because we did have very low seat not low ceiling for apartments it's higher than most but it was lower than absolutely lower than what we have here in the garage and in the garage um that limited and that's something excellent point i totally forgot about it that will limit the all-in-one trainers or squad racks or any equipment that you have in, a, in a, any gym you got to look at the ceiling height you got to look at that probably first before anything if if it yeah. clears all the other boxes that you want to check off like access getting it in there assembling it but yeah we can only have maybe 20 percent of the all-in-one trainers the force usa offered and then inspired sure. fitness even prx performance by the way here's an but but i did the same thing the reason why i asked is because you knew with me because we had popcorn ceiling so when i overhead pressed it literally would divot in between and it looked like a runway sure like a <laughs> like a highway going because I wouldn't stand in the same spot all the time, so it was kind of funny. Sure. But the um, oh shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. It, it's like anything though, any ceiling you have to make sure because it limited. Oh oh, also in our apartment, this is another thing, and people might think that's crazy, dude. We had no studs. We had oh like, really? We had the metal in the corners and stuff. We use a stud finder because I wanted PRX Performance wanted to send one of the racks, the the space saving racks that mm -hmm. fall out from the wall, but you have to lag bolt yeah. them into the studs. Right. And we had no studs. We I tried to hook up like a fancy resistance band door anchor in order to, or a wall anchor in order to do some of the demos, like a three thing, high, medium, low. And it just got pulled right out. There was, and someone told us, oh, there's no, really no studs. We used the metal like corner ones or something. It was so, dude, apartments that were built in the eighties are like, I'm surprised any of them are still standing, wow. but that's, wow. we bought a stud find. We bought like a cheap stud finder. Then we bought a super expensive one. Cause I was like, I got to buy an industrial one and see like, of course you can return them. Uh, I was trying to do it in every room and it was like, Nothing, nothing, nothing. You get the car, beep, 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 like metal. And I was like, oh. Really? I was like, there's really no studs in here? I, huh. I could be crazy, but we never found one. So you might be wow. in a situation where you don't, you may have studs every, what do they say? Like, they're usually 16, but some 16 people have, inches, yeah. but some people have every 24. I don't know if that's a garage thing. It's tricky, but that's yeah. something to think about if you're going to lag bolt or bolt, bolt into the floor. You'd never want to bolt 
if you have an apartment, you're not going to bolt a rack into the floor. You're, you're just sure. going to, you're not going to get your deposit back. Just put it that yeah. way. <laughs> you, you might be brought up on criminal charges too for vandalism. Yeah, but um, yeah, but that's excellent. The ceiling is the ceiling is something I forgot about. Um, the pros yeah, obviously pull ups pull ups really hard too. With, with I think I have a video like on the YouTube channel where I do the pull up, but somebody's like, "You don't do a full pull up chin up over the bar," and I was like, "Yeah, because if I do, and I literally showed how my head hit the ceiling." Got another concussion <laughs> off that, but that's okay. I proved, yeah. <laughs> my, I proved my point. So, I mean, the pro, I think the pros are pretty much you have a gym in your home. You walk mm -hmm. 20 seconds from your bedroom into the room and you're, you're ready to go. There's technically no excuses ever. And if you have a, right. an attached garage, obviously we'll get to the garage gym, but you literally have no excuse. Your gym is literally like right in the middle of something you, that you can easily get to. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's definitely a huge pro, the convenience of it. And that's that's why I like it. I'm not somebody who likes to work out with people. I'll do it, but it's not my my go-to. I prefer to work out by myself. I don't know what it is. I just like to work out by myself, struggle by myself, go push myself, all that kind of stuff. And so having a, a home gym was always a thing. Like when we were looking at our new house, it was. I, I told my wife, I said, we got to have a place for me to have a gym. I don't care. I don't care what else we do. Like we got, that was one of my like non-negotiables uh, for, for the house was I need to have a place and, and a home gym, garage gym, whatever it is. Um, that is a huge pro in my mind that it's just right there. It's convenient. You can do it. You don't have to worry. Like, and specifically for, uh, for people who maybe, you know, struggle with the, the self-confidence and getting out in a gym or intimidated by that, you know, like, planet fitness is thing is we don't want to intimidate people. If you're intimidated by going to just a regular gym or a, a CrossFit gym or something like that, you can start in your home and the, the home gym opens up so much opportunity for literally everyone, whether you're looking to lose weight or just tone up or whatever, to have the confidence to just do it at home. There's plenty of resources out there for people and the home, the home gym just makes that all possible for everybody. So I, I love home gym ideas for, everybody yeah that's that's a great point i also they, the gym fees are going up so like you you know the family aspect of having yourself and your wife myself and my wife and then when you're when you're when your kids get older they get to use it now you don't have to spend now it's 30 dollars a month for the black card at uh, planet fitness i can't imagine what like the you know 24-hour fitness or any of these other kind of chains have to be had to raise their prices due to inflation so if you have even two people going, that's 60 bucks a month uh, for the black sure. card for, you know, to work out in any Planet Fitness. So that's 720 for the year. Now, well, now you're at the price of a power rack. So it's going to pay for itself even quicker. And right. there's actually a gym calculator, a home gym or garage gym calculator on the PRX Performance website mm -hmm. that shows you, like, how many miles do you drive, how much gas is oh, right yeah. now. It's a cool little calculator shows you how many like years you would have to own a prx before obviously it's for their rack but for any home gym how many months or years you would have to own it for it to pay for itself so it gives you a nice right. visual representation of like oh that's going cool. you might think well god it's going to take two years to pay off well how long do you plan on working out yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you, you're like oh i only plan on working out for 18 months this is bullshit <laughs> it's like I'm getting ripped off. 
It's not, you know, yeah. it's like, I wasted my money on this now. I didn't get my other six months out of it or whatever. But um, sure. Let's go. Let's go to the garage gym because this is going to be where we can really go deep and share. You can go deeper than me sharing experiences because garage gyms. I'm about one year or so into owning a garage gym, and as a matter of fact, I have two of them. So I've run into certain negatives with 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 my setup as well. But but talk about like you you went from you know something was considered to be a garage, but you actually finished it off into an extra room. But it's still a garage IRS, so it's not. It's not taxable, um, but now, anymore, so <laughs> but now you've been in this garage gym area in your home gym for how long or in your home? I'm sorry. Well, in my new home, I have six months. So we like are just over six months. We moved in July 14th. So, um, the garage gym part of it was something that I knew that I needed to do. I knew I needed to get it set up. So I've only been in the technical garage gym, uh, for whatever that is, six months or so, just over six months. And what do you feel yeah. like moving from the last space, which was similar to to this one, which is a true garage gym? What did, what did you have to do? Well, okay. So the, for me, like the big thing, the big difference was I went from a single car garage that was turned into a half living space, half gym. And I have a full single car garage now that is all gym. And I was able to make it exclusively that. So the big thing was it just I had more space. I've got more space to do stuff. I've got more space to move. I've got more space for more equipment. I've got more space for for things like the stuff I had at home at the other house um, was all so compacted. You know, it was all right on top of each other. And I had to be very strategic about how I moved things so that I could do workouts. And again, being a big guy, it's hard to have. It was hard to have the space. But now in the garage gym. I keep my equipment very minimal as far as more along the lines of uh, type of a CrossFit approach from an equipment perspective. I don't have a ton of equipment. And so it's created so much freedom in the space to be able to move and, and do different things, do different movements, try different things and stuff like that. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a huge change and I'm super pumped that I have and grateful, super grateful that I have a garage gym like that. Do you, do you know offhand the measurements of, of your space and what you have? Yeah, it's uh 22 foot ish, give or take, maybe 22, 23 foot by um just under 10 foot wide. Ceiling? Ceiling is uh just under 10 foot ceilings. So they're like nine and a half foot ceilings. Oh, nice, nice. And yeah. is it is it a you said a one car garage, a full true one car garage? Is it a is it split off from a two car to where you can still park on the other one or is it a one car garage and that's it yeah so we the the new house that we got has had a three car garage and so it was a three car double double door two car garage and then a third car that was had its own garage door to it and uh so when we we bought the house and moved in i just put up a wall <laughs> and so now the two car garage is truly a two car garage and then there's a wall that separates off the the third car garage it's still a garage um but it's um closed off so it's sectioned off from the rest of the the place i can keep it warm in the winter time and i uh put a ceiling in it so it's climate controlled so it's insulated and it's got a door so i can shut people out and all that kind of stuff now have you been were you tempted i know you live in the midwest so this is probably a, a, a no-go for your wife but were you looking at the three car because we looked at a house here hey that had a true three car that was huge 
had a high ceiling. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. And my wife was like, fine. Well, all three garages or all three parts, uh, were, was there any negotiation where you were like, Hey, I'll park outside and I'll take two for the good. You could park your car in the one and just try to finagle that. I did. I, <laughs> we have definitely, definitely talked about the whole thing being a living space because, uh, turning the, the, the two car garage into a living space and finishing the floor. Cause eventually we will, eventually we will, I don't know if it'll become a gym, but it will become a space that we can use more than just being a place to park the car. I park outside already anyways, consistently. Cause I don't care about being in, in parking the car inside, whatever it is. It's no big deal. Um, but one of her rules or like her, rules but conditions for the house that we were going to buy was i need to be able to park in the garage and i said okay <laughs> so as long as we got uh, a two if you know if we would have got just a two-car garage i would have split it and had half of it be a gym and the other half she could park in but luckily we found a home that had a three-car garage and i was able to just take the whole third car and so i one thing i did talk to her about it recently was getting some turf and putting some turf down in the gym because you can drive on that you know and so it would get really messy in the wintertime if you're driving in and out, but we both work from home. So, um, she doesn't have, we don't have to drive a lot of places. So there wouldn't be a ton of wear and tear, but I don't know. We'll see if that happens in the future or not. We actually saw Sam's club had uh like real turf, like uh, 65 feet. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Um, it, there is a placement to it. And obviously I've seen ones where they have the NFL hash marks and everything. I'm like, Oh, that's the one I want. <laughs> but, but it's, but it's also, you know, sometimes maintenance wise on the turf, you, you have to vacuum it in certain ways. And some vacuums don't like, it has to be a very tight turf. If it has a little bit of a, the, the fake blades up there, it can, it yeah. can really destroy your vacuum cleaner too. So there's like a, sure. you know, when you're talking about garages, because you're bringing in all these elements and everything, uh, yeah, we we you know the the both the garages because we had a garage in 1.0, super happy with it. It's a super deep one car, but it's detached, mm -hmm. so we walk from the apartment and it's it's a it's a little ways off, but not bad. But on morning right. like this morning, it's raining. It's you know walking it back yeah. and forth. But garage gym 1.0 when we first got it, it was like. I mean, it's a big garage, 27 by 11.4 with mm. a 12 foot ceiling, the 12 wow. foot ceiling. Awesome. We have 12 foot ceilings in an apartment, which I, I've never seen in my life. Wow. So it's like, um, we're holding on to, to, to this residence for as long as we can until we find something. But once you get a higher ceiling, man, in any living situation or gym, you, you can't yeah. go back. It's hard, yeah. man. What if you had to go back to your old ceiling? What would you do? You'd be like, oh man, this sucks. You'd yeah, feel like it's like awesome. right here on top of you. Mm -hmm. So when we got that, and also, you know, that's the whole thing too. Like I didn't want, when we moved here, my wife initially, I think I had talked to you about this. This was going to be the connected fitness gym, the, mm -hmm. the Peloton type stuff, Nordic track Boulder, Tempo studio, all the smart equipment was going to be in here because we have internet. We're able to get on the internet. We have you know, high speed and all that stuff. So we can use the, the software functionality of all those pieces. The garage gym has no internet connection. So it's more of the offline old school equipment. I'm actually considering getting like one of those T-Mobile gateways to live stream and 
do things where you just plug it in and I can move it from garage to garage. But it was very much going to be both segments of the, um, of the fitness like category that quickly. I, I, you know, my wife was like, you should really turn this in to a podcast studio and try to make it look like an office and we can do work together. And it was a great point. We wanted to, mm. the reason why is because she reminded me, she goes, you sweat so much, even if it's connected fitness, you're going to be sweating during cardio, sweating during lifting. And, you know, she was like, I turned, we, she didn't say it. I stopped her and go, I know what you're saying. You, you sacrificed an entire apartment for me in Georgia. And we have a space for a gym, plenty of space. Like I, I think it's 464 square feet in that first garage. I was like, all the equipment will go there. We're going to keep this place clean. It's going to be a clean living area and we'll dedicate our workouts to going over there, which made it much easier because we can, my promise was to keep our house clean when <laughs> I wouldn't destroy it like the last place. So the garage had, um, obviously I had to measure it. I had to see what all one train, even though they can all pretty much fit in there. I still had to make sure that with, uh, the one I ended up going with the G 15 on this garage, there's like, I don't know if you ever saw most garages. It's weird because they're not level by the way, because the water needs mm -hmm. to kind of like, there's a slight like decline going out of it. So water doesn't right. get trapped, but there was like a, maybe a half inch lip. Um, I don't know how far out, maybe 96 or hundred inches, something like that. So if I got like a full cage, it would be, it would be off the ledge and off the lip of that. So I was still a little bit limited with not really that limited, just with depth, not width or height. So I could pick anything I want, but that's something for people to realize too, that in a garage or even in a home gym space, you gotta, you gotta pull out a level and see where you're at. Because if it's yeah. not level and there's certain things that are happening and you have a power rack and it's always wobbling when you do pull-ups or anything like that, it's a consideration. So we added all we added all the equipment and I just like any other gym like yours or anybody else's, it filled up. It filled up mm -hmm. and started to look like crap after a while. So sure. my wife was like, we can't fit any more equipment in here without it looking like crap and you need to film and it just doesn't look clean. And I said, well, they have another garage on the other end here, short walk. Like there's four garages, two stairs, then two more. So we're over here on the end and the other end has it there. And I said, how would you feel about me getting another garage? And she was like, well, you know, do you think you need it? And I was like, well, I want to review more products. I want to, to expand the affiliate business and, and I'm grateful for what, what we have, but I, I don't know how I'm going to do that without taking the second bedroom or another garage. I don't want to spend the extra money, but maybe other than, because the other option was there were small commercial spaces open, small offices, things that you could put mm. a, a gym in. But dude, the base, even the cheapest ones were six, 800 bucks a month just for the rent. Yeah. Then the sure. electric, then the insurance, then, I mean, I have to do a whole bunch of stuff. Here, yeah. the garage gym both of them is an extension of our renter's insurance. I got extra coverage on the equipment. So mm -hmm. very minimum. And the garage gyms right now, they, they used to be 117. Now it's 125 a month. And we don't pay for electricity. Electricity is included in there. So I said to my wife, I go, I think 
like you said about, about the show when we we when we before we got on the air, we were talking a little bit about numbers and how we're not really going to look at them. But let's do it for a year. Let's see where we're at, and then let's start worrying about the numbers a little bit. Right. Not that we're going to stop. Just let's put a year in. So I said to her, "It's funny you brought that up because we think with like minds, sort of like I go, let me." get the second garage. She even said, you need to get the second garage. I think you need to do it at least for a little bit. I go, let's do it. Let's give it a year. Let's expand the affiliate business with different brands that we're working with. And let's put it in that second garage and let's see at the end of the year, if it's a good investment, what's it say after 12 months, like what? 12, 1400 bucks, you know, invested into the business is not a lot to ask. Um, you know, so that that garage gym 2.0 is the cardio, like sauna. If we get a cold plunge, we're getting a hot yoga tent. I sent that to you, right? That pod 52 yeah. thing that's coming. That's awesome. So it's going to be, and by the way, we got an elliptical, so you you can now get mad. <laughs> One of the way it's actually a teeter, it's a teeter uh, rower elliptical. It's seated, it's very interesting. So they sent that, it's called a power 10. And that she wanted okay. that for for cardio, so we put that in there. We got the air bike, which I sent you, and a recumbent mm-hmm. bike, and we got the fight camp bag. So we are able to now create more content, do things, and and we have two open areas there. Um, two hundred fifty dollars a month isn't cheap for both of those, but for a full time business, we're not even touching. I could rent out the other two garages, and I'm still not touching the rent I would pay on a dedicated space. Not sure. to mention moving everything, not to mention I'll have to get an alarm because people are breaking in the stuff now. And this is a sure. little bit better uh, than that. Um, but did you want to hear, um, give me for, before I go, I've talked too long. <laughs> um, tell me some of the cons, like that you were talking about why you got the garage gym, why you moved, why you needed that dedicated space, the positives, the, the better dimensions that this one has over the last one that you kind of, jury rigged into into a separate garage space mm-hmm. but what are the cons now that you're seeing uh, with being there six months now what what can you look at and say yeah i'm not quite sure how like you know we got to figure out something different here um i mean it's tough for me to think of cons because i love the gym so much like it it's i have taken some time to really make it look nice and be aesthetically like feel good when I walk in it. So it's hard for me to come up with a con. The only, the only, I guess this is one con that I have. Uh, my kids want to be in there all the time. <laughs> it's a playground, man. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's great. But when, when I'm trying to work out, you know, like I get up in the at 440, 445 every day and get in the gym before they get out of bed. But when they wake up, they'll come in there, you know, so that is one technical con is that sometimes my workouts get interrupted which I'll take it. I'm, I'm to- totally grateful for it. I make a joke about it, but I'm super grateful for it. And on the flip side of that, like I love that I have the garage gym because my kids want to come in there all the time. You know, like they want to be in there. They want to be in there doing fitness with dad. They want to be in there doing the, that kind of stuff. So that part of it is great. But when I'm trying to get my workout done, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's a little bit of a con. And then um, I have, I, I think... Because the, the the garage space that I'm in, like what you're experiencing, you're going to run out of room if you start adding more stuff. And I, you know, like I added, 
uh, I have a rower, I have a, uh, a air bike, I have a, a Muay Thai bag. And there's when they're put away, there's plenty of room, plenty of space. But if I pull them out and I try to do lots of things, one con is if, you know, like I want to work out with my wife, there's not as much space for us to do a workout together. If I ever have a friend come over or anything like that, it would be hard, harder to work out together because there's just not as much space that you can make it work. Um, and it's hard for me to think of other cons because I just love it so dang much. <laughs> I mean, really, like it's, uh, it, it is a con. One, I guess one big con that we should we should talk about real quick or at least bring up is that it's too convenient and it's too easy to say, ah, no, I'll get it later. You know, that's that's a definite con because it's at home and you're just like, ah, my couch is really comfortable over there. I want to go sit on the couch as opposed to going to the gym. So I fall into that trap sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, not very often, but sometimes I do, you know, and it, so that would be a con. But for the most part, I personally, I have a hard time finding a con in having a garage gym, really. You know what the thing is too that you you obviously one of the founders of X Endurance and also a huge movie star. If people didn't remember episode one, <laughs> Shut so it. so no, that's right. You're the draw. Come, hey, come you're the draw, come sir. The draw that that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Got me on that one, I guess. Uh, well, this is the thing too. Like obviously, your business is mostly X Endurance. It's supplements. You know, it's working with that. The thing I struggle with on the garage gym, and this this is once again first world problems. I struggle with the fact that my wife and I have embraced minimalism. We struggle with it all the time. Oh. We we've we really have have always it, since we moved. When we moved, we realized, and I'm sure you did too. Like, look at all the mm -hmm. stuff we have. We're never going to let it get this way again. And we, for the most part, we've been good about it. We decorate obviously this, you know, and make it look presentable. But there's very little stuff in here. So when stuff does get cluttered, we take care of it very quickly. Having uh, a garage, you know, a fitness equipment business or an affiliate business that, that that the entire income relies on content to create and new products. You know, I do update or reviews, but still, after a while, you got to get fresh product in there. And of course, I pay it forward. I donate the equipment to other people that that might need it. There's a guy that actually runs a garage gym. And also wants to uh, rent out a space to help underprivileged kids learn how learn fitness and kids in high school oh, learn cool. how to work out. I'm going to give that dude my equipment all day long because it's sure. going towards a good cause. But there needs to be equipment in there. And sometimes I do look at it and obviously two garage gyms, I'm looking at it. And the frugal, practical part of me, the cheap part of me looks at it and said the minimalism part of me goes this is overkill. This is yeah, overkill. Sure. But I say that in a lot of the videos too. This is, this is, if I didn't, like I just said earlier, if I didn't have to run a fitness business, I'd probably just stick with the tempo studio or get, you know, sure. just a, just a regular rack or just have the wall in one trainer, nothing else. Cause I can do cables, Smith machine, all that stuff within one space. But that, that I struggle with the fact that there, there is more maintenance involved. There's more, things to deal with but there's also more blessings to pass along to like that guy and other people to help them on on their fitness journey so it's not it's not it was at one point in georgia it was a hoarding situation sure it really was like what do you need three four barbells for what do you need this what do you need that you can make up any excuse but really 
I don't even train that much with barbell unless it's on a Smith machine. I don't even really need sure. one barbell at this point. So, but that's one thing. I, I think the other thing, and this is where you get into a little bit to like the garage gym when it's detached from your home, uh, mm. there's no climate control. Mm. So the heat doesn't bother me, but when it's super cold in there, even with the tower heater that I put in there, it takes a little bit. You got to be bundled up. It's chilly. Siri found it. See, Siri yeah. found it. But it's it's definitely during colder weather. Which yes, I have Florida blood. It's thinner, so when it's sixty degrees, it's cold. So, but I'm from Philly. <laughs> so, I know what it's like 20, to live. Twenty six right now. <laughs> I'm from Philly. Lived in Connecticut for many years. I know what snow is. Sure. So don't you know? Yeah, don't it. don't get on me about that. <laughs> but but the climate control thing is a big deal because I think it extends yeah. out a lot more too because. When there's no climate control, there's therefore, unless you have the door open, which if it's cold, you're not doing that, the sure. airflow is limited. So you you sort of encounter that 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 gym stench anyway. If you don't air it out once a week, if you're not putting I put Odoban on the floor and I mop and do all that stuff. Uh, I don't use the rubber tiles in these gyms now because they tend to absorb a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of the sweat. So I'm just sure. sticking with the concrete floor, doing whatever. Even the turf I tried, it was, it just wasn't conducive. I had a little piece of turf just to test it out. And it just, it didn't look good aesthetically for me. So I was just like, I'm just going yeah. like total old school. Um, the other thing with maintenance for me, and you can tell me too, because you have a garage door. I don't know how the hell these leaves get into the garage. <laughs> like the door's closed. Where, where the fuck did they come from? <laughs> like where all these leaves come from the trees like uh, 200 feet that way yeah <laughs> like where did this leaf come from <laughs> yeah no i get it yeah no i i actually don't i um i put a, a, a like a weather strip under the door to uh keep out rain and and stuff like that and that seemed to work because when we first moved in it got a real heavy rain and uh the garage was kind of wet because it all came in under the door. So I got this, this weather strip and I can send it to you tell you what it is, but it, I put it down and it has kept the water out, but then I actually put up another fake wall so that I can insulate a little bit so that I have, I have a fake wall that covers the garage door because I'm not, like I said, I don't like to work out with people. I certainly not going to open up my garage door and work out on display for the whole block to see, you know? So it was in the winter time, couple weeks ago it was negative 10 degrees out and if i didn't have that wall there's no way i'm going in that gym working out because it just would have it would have been negative 10 in the gym you too, heard you that know? whistle so, like with the wind yeah. coming in yeah <laughs> yeah it was i mean it was cold and and even even on those days with it with the fake wall there um i did i made a mistake I, I put up a fake wall and but i didn't put any insulation i just left an air gap so that dead air would kind of help, help keep it cool or keep it temperature controlled um, and I wish I would have put insulation in there because that on that those really cold days it was cold in that gym, and my space heater that I have in there couldn't keep up, and so it whatever I still worked out, but it was it was cold. Um, so I don't have that issue of, of leaves coming in uh, and causing causing problems. I do in my my main garage for some reason. I don't understand. You're right. Where do they come from? I have no idea, but they do. <laughs> Did you weather strip the other two? You weather strip the, all all the doors? No, because the. Uh, I had to do some, I had to patch some cement there. So I just haven't got to it yet. And like, by the time I patched the cement, it was already cold. So I didn't do the weather stripping on it. And 
So uh, I'm going to do it in the spring when it's warm and I can make sure that it sits right and don't have any issues with it and stuff. But um, right now it's not, it's not weather stripped yet because mm -hmm. I had to patch the cement. Yeah. Well, I'm nitpicking on this one, but the thing that I, and this is from the, the you're, you're a tech nerd like I am. You know, I got these LED shop lights, which really brightened the entire space of the, mm -hmm. um, of the garage. And they were like 60 bucks on Amazon. I'll send it to you. It's from a company, Barina. And they said, it's like eight of them. They go together like Legos and you can, you can, you can put them on the wall, put them on the ceiling. They're wired. They're not wireless. So they're not like tube lights where you can, or like those wands, light wands, they're RGB. Um, but for filming, for filming to get the white balance down, and then the flicker on, say, if you watch any of my videos, there are there is flicker sometimes, depending upon where I have the camera. So sure. that's a little bit. But you, normally with garages too, you're going to have to use independent lighting because the, just the, the the fluorescence that are above you or the garage door light is not going to cut it in most garages. Yeah. So I would recommend those. They're like LED, like T7 lights or something, but they're shop lights. So they're super bright. Yeah, They work. They brighten the entire space. But from a filming perspective, they can be, you know, a little, just with my own OCD, they don't look great. I mean, but, sure. but I've also considered using the space on both and getting those, um, you ever see the, the mounts where you can mount lights on against the wall and you drill, it's like a big bracket mm, yeah. and you kind of come, I thought about getting like a couple of those for each garage. So when I do it, it's all plugged in. I have an impact pole across where i run lighting as well impact sure. you'd love that actually impact they make something called a very pole system and i thought about putting mm -hmm. it in here you ever see them yeah so they just use like a tension rod like a shower rod yep. and you can put lights boom mics anything on there and just have everything off the floor so that's yeah. what i've considered too is that way because you know last thing i want to do after just like you said it starts to fill up now i got this huge like uh, the turtle stand uh, light stand, and I got two of them, and it's just yeah, not a, not a big deal. But that's for content creators, not so much for garage gym people. But if sure. you if anybody out there has a, yeah, any gym space, even a home gym space, and you want it really brightly lit like a big gym, those Amazon lights, those LED shop lights are definitely for sixty bucks. I think a really good investment. Yeah, I went to did something very similar with mine where I went to the local uh, hard not local hardware but uh yeah, hardware Menards. It's a Midwest uh store. It's like yeah. a, like a Lowe's or Home Depot, but it's Menards. That's why I shop I'm <laughs> partial to it. But um the uh they have shop lights that you can get that are just LED shop lights. They're 40 40 45 bucks and they're uh like 4 foot long and I got 3 of those for the garage and it is super bright in there like it would be in a in a regular gym and so that's one thing to consider when you're when you're looking at a home gym is making sure that it's lit very well so you feel good when you go in there too you know if you're going for an aesthetic whatever but like you want to go in a place and feel like you can be in there and be lit well and have a good workout and stuff like that so that's good i did think of one other con to a home gym and uh a garage gym and that's the upfront cost, right? Like over time, it pays for itself because if you factor in a gym, like I've had this conversation with my wife a hundred times, um, she used to go to Orange Theory. Orange Theory is like 170 bucks a month for um, for the, the membership, which I, great, worked great for my wife. She loved it. It was a great place to go. Like you get individual, you get personalized coaching, 
you got a coach there. So you get what you pay for, you know, in, in those types of settings. And, and so it's fine. But if you think about that, 170 bucks a month times 12 bucks for the year or 12 months for the year, that's a lot of money that you're spending on a gym, on a, on a gym membership. How much of that could you take and buy home gym equipment that maybe the first year you spend the same amount, but then in year two, year three, year four, year five, you're not spending anything. So in the long run, it's a huge cost savings, but there is definitely an upfront cost that you have to factor in when creating your own home gym or creating your own garage gym. You just got to make sure, but really do the math for yourself to figure it out. So that, that can be a huge con for people and something that could keep you just going to the 15 bucks a month gym or the 30 bucks a month gym because you can afford it at the time, you know? So that was just a thought I had. Well, I think the cost, yeah, it scares a lot of people off. But I also think people still have in the back of their minds that these gyms could get shut down at any time. Sure. And there's a lot of people yep. that said, I'm never going to let that happen again. So the motivation for, you know, it's a, it's an affordable gym, but if it's not available, I'm never going to. And the prices are going up on all of them. So it's it's sure. becoming a point of the $15 a month one is now 25 or 30. And you're like, okay, it's doubled. So basically, they're never going to lower the prices again. It's always going to go up. Maybe I should right. just get this piece of equipment or a couple things and bite the bullet. Now I know I can use it because what you factor in with that with that calculator that I talked about earlier is the time driving back and forth, and and the gas mileage and the wear and tear, and then the, obviously the price of gas. You know, you you could be done your workout in your home or garage gym. Uh, almost maybe by the time you get to your gym, you know, sure. you'll be at least halfway sure. done it. And then you got to come back and shower or shower at the gym. You got to bring all your stuff. You got to do all these. If you're, if you're stopping there and then you forget something at the gym on your way to work, you got to go back home anyway and get it. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff. We don't have that problem. We're introverts that stay in our homes. Sure. <laughs> so, okay. So with that said, before we, before we, uh, call it quits on this episode, um, what would you recommend people getting started? Uh, like what piece of equipment would you have them start with? What do you think would be a good place for somebody brand new to the home gym space, garage space? What would you have them start with? Well, that's a tough one. If they've never. If they don't have it, anything. So let me, yeah, let me preface. But also knowledge. What, what's their skill level or their fitness level? Uh, beginner beginner. I mean, they've worked out before they, they just decide, Hey, I want to take my fitness into my own hands where should I start? And they've got maybe 500 to a thousand bucks tops to figure out a home gym. Where would you have them? Where would you have them start? Hmm. Well, that's a, that's tough. It all depends on obviously what, you know, like my back injury and everything, I can't do barbell work and things like that, especially squats. That's a tough question, man. I would say this. If you're, if you're, <laughs> no, if you're totally, if you're a total beginner, I'm trying to see if they wanted to, you know, you could buy push-up stands and a doorway pull-up bar and then subscribe to P90X for like three months to get yourself into shape before you, to know that you're going to stick with it. So buy sure. yourself a minimal amount of equipment. And usually I, I do tell people that if you look at P90X, the original one, the workouts are long, but you get the workouts, you get the diet, you get a schedule. Um, there's also the, the, the lean and the mass one, they have all different ways that you can choose according to your fitness goals. And you're literally 
using uh, a doorway pull-up bar, or if you want to put a pull-up bar in your ceiling or or your uh, wall, push-up stands. And then if you don't even want to get the dumbbells, you have resistance bands. Yeah. And you're you're ready to go. I think the number one thing people should know is, first of all, don't make your eyes be bigger than your stomach and spend yep. more than you need to. Part of the fun of it is constantly trying to reconfigure it and figuring out it as you go along and adding stuff, but you can get, it can get out of hand real quick. And then you'll find yourself frustrated. You spent all that money or you filled it up. You didn't measure the space, a whole bunch of things. So, but the number one thing I would say is if you're beginning, you're just starting out, you're deciding you're going to work out in your home or garage, you have to stick with it. And I would say just buy the minimal amount of equipment buy or or subscribe to a follow along program like P90X or even if you want to subscribe to like iFit or something like that with a schedule. Yeah. And three months later, if you're like, this just isn't enough for me, I want more, go ahead, buy your yeah. first power rack for like 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, make yeah. sure it has a lifetime structural warranty. Make sure that you do pre a lot of pre-sales questions to the company to test the response time to customers. Yeah. That's what I would say, because if you don't communicate with the company and you buy their product and there's a problem and then you find out the company doesn't communicate with anybody and they're just kind of non-existent, you're going to feel ripped off and you're going to feel like you made a bad purchase. I know that was yeah. a very long answer, but I, I do no, think, good. I do think the motivation factor and the consistency factor have to be the most important one before you spend uh, anything above the minimum amount of money. Yep. That's, that's great. That's a great, great point. And, and I would echo that exact thought is that if, if you are new to this space and new to the home gym space, uh, you don't technically, you don't have to buy any equipment. If you don't want to, you can do something like a P90X or, you know, Apple fitness or any of those programs, they have body weight only workouts that you can do at home and just get in that flow. And then slowly, but surely add a piece here, add a piece here, look for used equipment, things like that. You can then create a, you know, that's primarily what I've done. I haven't bought a new piece of equipment. Well, let me rephrase that most of the equipment that I have is used. Um, I've bought new pieces of equipment over the last couple of years, but prior to that, I started off with all used stuff, make and do with the cheapest thing that I could, started with some resistance bands, things like that. But getting in the habit, like you were saying, is getting consistent with it and trying it first and making sure that you like working out at home before you invest all that money uh, is a good a good place to to start. What do you, what would you recommend somebody, uh, in that 500 to a thousand dollar range? What would you recommend? Man, you know, I really love the rower that I have. If you were going to buy one piece of equipment and you wanted a place to get started, I think a rower is a great piece of cardio equipment for people because, you know, a, a treadmill is it's running and it's fine and everybody's can run, but it's hard on your body, hard on your joints when you're, when you're running on a treadmill like that. I think a, a elliptical, I'm just not a fan of them. I don't like them, <laughs> but I think the rower is a great piece of equipment. If you can find a rower for, for a relatively inexpensive or get a good quality rower for a little bit more, if you were to buy one piece of equipment for your home gym and you wanted something that was a strength or a little bit of strength, but mostly cardio, 
that a rower is a great, great place to start. Or option two would be a set of like adjustable dumbbells. I have a, a set of those dumbbells that you just turn the little dial on them and then they go up in weight or down in weight. I think one of those would be good if you were to try to minimize the amount of equipment that you were going to have a good piece of cardio equipment, rower, and some, some dumbbells. Um, if you were going to spend a little money, I think there's plenty more you can do for very little money, but if you had to spend that amount, I would go with one of those two things. There is a piece of equipment that I reviewed, uh, called the lip method strength machine. It's a rower, it's a Pilates reformer, and it has hooks with bands for strength training. So if you were going to spend uh-huh. a little bit more money, like you said, it has a lifetime structural warranty. It has an app with follow along workouts. So you're, you're, you're being trained too, if you're brand new. Um, yeah. and, and you know, it has all different modalities, whether it's on the rower, you know, using as a rower Pilates reformer or the bands that come with it and it comes with a bar and handles. So you can either do, you know, bilateral stuff or unilateral with, with the handles. And it was an excellent, excellent piece of, of, uh, you know, equipment along with the app that basically has that Peloton type of studio feel to what they're doing. So I, you know, you're spending a little bit more, you're probably spending between 1500 and 2000, but you're getting the aspects of all that stuff we just talked about wrapped up in the one. So I would definitely recommend that. And I have tested their customer service out and the support and they've been great with everything. You know, yeah. so if people are interested in learning more about home gym equipment and somebody that might do reviews on them, where can they go? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I swore we weren't going to, I swore I wasn't going to pitch anything on the show, but no. You might see it on this channel. You know, you might see a home gym review or video review on this, on this channel. So just <laughs> check it out. <laughs> hey, our, our, our whole, yeah. The, our whole thing with, if you listen to episode one mission statement, our whole thing was that we were going to bite the bullet for everybody to give the information so they don't have to get, get bit with losing money on a piece of equipment or supplements that they're wasting their money on. And that's, that's really what we're looking at. That's what drives me every day. Okay. Well, if somebody like, if this was the last $500 somebody had, is this worth it? And I think about that every single video. I don't have the the whole thing. When I look at the G15 or I look at another piece of equipment, holy shit, this thing is like $5,000. That's a lot of money. But then I look at it like, yeah, I would, I would get it because I can have it for the rest of my life and it's a great piece of equipment and there's warranty that backs that up if there ever is a problem. So that's what I look for. And I'm sure on your supplement side, you can give a lot more information for people. I mean, I think supplements are, I would have to say, what's the stat? Like like people waste the most amount of money buying supplements than anything, anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a future episode, (laughs) what to look for, what not. Mike's going to name names in that one. (laughs) No, I won't. I'll just, I'll be very politically correct and and talk about all the things you should look for and shouldn't look for and things like that. Well, you'll you'll probably do what you just did a minute ago with the the review guy that we were talking about (laughs) and say, does this guy eat a lot of liver? Does this thing, does this supplement change you in 21 days? <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. So, hey, yeah, you know what the thing is? We talked about the pros and cons of both these gyms, but the fact mm-hmm. that you have one and the fact that you have access to one, no matter where it is, no matter what you call it, 
the fact that you can have your own gym of any sort. And it could be just a pair of dumbbells. That could be a yoga mat on the floor. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you have access to do something and a motivation to start doing it, that's that's great. Doesn't matter if yeah. 12 foot ceiling, six foot ceiling, whatever. Yeah. If you get up and you want to put the work in, uh, the tools are secondary to what you use them for. And at least that's what I think. Amen to that, dude. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's the motivation to go and, and you can get a great workout in with just your body weight. You really can. You don't need any of this equipment. You don't need a home gym. You don't need a garage gym. You don't need any of it. You can just move your body and get going and take control of your health, start there. And then you can progress if you want to do more as you, but if you don't ever want to progress and you just want to stick with home, home, uh, workouts that are just body weight only workouts, there's a lot that you can do, uh, to live healthier every single day with just body weight workouts. So everything we said, yes, those are the pros and cons and it's great. And, uh, final thought on all of it is you don't need any of it. If you don't want it, <laughs> it's all great to have and great tools. They're going to help you really take control of your health. Uh, but you can start with nothing and progress and, and really have a lot of success. Yeah, but, but people are going to curse us out because the body weight workouts are the hardest ones to do out of all. Oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you might think, oh, yeah, it's great. I don't need anything. They're like, oh, my God, I got to get some dumbbells and a, and a rower because this sucks. This is right. hard. <laughs> but you can get that's how I mean, if you look at prisoners, you look at people in military, even, yeah. uh, you know, when I was doing a lot of body weight stuff and with injuries, body weight, yoga, bands, stuff like that. That was the, that was the center central hub of my entire existence because I couldn't lift a weight with my joints and injuries. So sure. um, that would be the thing. That's an excellent point. I think, I think if you're going to start out, even a, even strip down all the equipment and just use your body weight, nothing else. It's a great mm -hmm. point. Yep. It's good. All right. It's I good, I did three intros. Now I'm going to let you take us out for episode <laughs> number three. We've, we talked off air and Mike's like, well, I'm, I'm comfortable with you because he could try to blow smoke up my ass with the whole on the draw and yes, sir. No, sir stuff, but we're going to get him to do the intro soon. I'll let you take us out though. I'm going to step yeah, back. No, relax. absolutely, man. There we go. You are 100% the draw Stevie, Stevie Richards on the Stevie Richards fitness channel. You are the draw, sir. <laughs> That's, well, hey, that's, the, for, that's the pitch on the way out no no no, no that's not the pitch that's we don't want to kill the show before we get rolling <laughs> just kidding um no hey thanks everybody it's been a great conversation about home gyms and uh garage gyms if you uh liked it give us a thumbs up subscribe subscribe to the podcast it's available everywhere on all podcast platforms check out the video uh on the youtube channel and cb richard fitness youtube channel uh, we'll be back with more episodes just like this with more topics, more things to come. Uh, I don't think we quite decided on what the next topic will be, but I promise you it will be a fun conversation about how you can live healthier every single day. Stevie, big Stevie cool. Thank you, man. It's fun talking today. And uh, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.